you think our listeners are going to be able to hear the rain? A um, full on thunderstorm going on. Yeah, they might be able to. They might be able to. We record the podcast in the top floor of our house, and um, we're right next to a Velux window, and uh, it's monumental rainstorm it's actually eased off so if you do get some background noise of uh jungle sounds and <laughs> rainstorms yeah then, we haven't uh, we haven't gone gone away hopefully you find it atmospheric i think so yeah yeah been a good week hasn't it well god it started on a very stressful moment didn't it and What's then that? got better oh our usual friends our usual oh, booking.com we'll talk about them yeah. later what about that pub we went to oh, what did you god, think of that that was just amazing i loved it it, it was the end of quite a long day, wasn't it? And you said, right, let's go get some food. And um, I started off with rather a large glass of wine, <laughs> which made me look at everything through rather rose-tinted spectacles. A white wine starter. Yeah. That lamb shank, though, was incredible. Oh, what was, a fab uh, pub. Talk just, about meat just fell off the bone. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. Yeah. Well, so, and it was recommended to us, wasn't it, by uh, Ian, who's just... Oh, a new handyman. Yeah, he's doing some work for us. And I think that's the thing that we've noticed down in Somerset, isn't it? That, you know, we talk about Northerners being friendly and everything else, but actually uh, we've not encountered, I hope I don't jinx this, we haven't encountered anyone that's been a bit negative about what we're doing. Everybody's pulled, especially Matt. I mean, Matt is just basically sort of almost project managed it for you down on the ground well, there. Well, obviously, apart steady from yourself. On. <laughs> steady on. No, sorry, you've done I've a done brilliant a job. masterclass of project <laughs> management with this one. Um, no, I know what you mean, though. Everyone's been super friendly. Everyone in, down there is yeah, it's really friendly, really helpful, really positive about what we're trying to do. That's been really helpful. And, um, yeah, no, I only mention the pub because it's, it's kind of one of the perks, or we turn it into yeah. one of the perks, don't we, about what we do, is the fact that... Um, we have a good excuse to go out and try lots of mm. the local places to mm. eat and things like that so that we can recommend it to our guests. That's what we tell ourselves anyway. Yeah. We're also scouting it out as a bit of a Christmas venue for our we team, really. weren't we? Thinking Christmas, <laughs> Christmas dinner, Christmas party already. You've probably gathered on the podcast a lot of this revolves around food, food. for us. And the Lamb Shack, what was the pub called? The Bell? The Half Moon, wasn't it? The half- oh, the Half Moon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Half Moon yeah. in Mudford. Mudford, just outside Yeovil. If you're ever in Yeovil, first of all, come and stay at Eaton House Hotel. Secondly, you want to go for dinner at the Half Moon at Mudford. It's a really quaint pub. It's a bit, bit, bit squeezed, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but if you're much taller than me, I don't, you might do you know, that all all the customers were talking to each other, and they clearly didn't know each other, no, but they were just talking to each other. Everyone's super friendly. I'm surprised you didn't get involved. Yeah, well, I nearly you must did. Must have been but... tired. <laughs> tired and a little bit squiffy. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't want to say anything I think, too embarrassing. I think, I think everyone's dying for an update oh, as to where we're up are. to. So, of course um, they well, are. I don't know if they are or not, but we're <laughs> going to give it to them anyway. Should we get going? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship. And together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course, with our team. We couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, though, there is never a dull moment. Well, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service the Podcast? How are you feeling? Well, I think I said a couple of episodes ago that by the time I got to this episode, I would be asleep and it was touch and go as to whether I would... You said episode 11, actually, oh, so you've still it? got time. Oh, you've right, still okay. got time and it is going to be another full-on week. But we, we have literally got 
like a few hours respite, haven't we? Yeah, we, we 18 hour days at the moment. 16, 18 hour shifts to get the hotel ready. We've just driven back home. So three and a half hour drive back home mid afternoon on Sunday, we're recording this. We have a few hours at home to um, actually, yeah, <laughs> like wash some clothes. And wash and, ourselves. And wash ourselves. Yeah, because obviously there's no showers down at the hotel. So that's been interesting. Um, oh, can I clarify? There are showers. We just no haven't water. switched the hot water yeah. on yet. Um, and then... We are back again first thing tomorrow morning. I'm on the road mm. at five in the morning, six in the morning, which is a bit of a shock for Joe, who's coming with us this time. And we're taking Basil down. Yay. So it's a bit of a team outing um, for the final week. Yeah. What we hope is going to be the final week anyway. It's been a monumental effort, hasn't it, the last few days? Yes. We've had it, some it really amazing has. friends come and chip in and, oh, and help. Yeah. Shout out to the, to the to Brown the Browns. family. Yeah, um, yeah. Roger, who was. Um, just absolutely grafted, putting the kitchenettes in for us. Like I said, we must have done a 15, 16-hour day yesterday. Molly um, building the flat pack furniture and reorganising the storage space. Lisa sorting out leasing the hairdressing salon on yeah, 72 sites Lisa's or something. Lisa's a force of nature with that sort of thing, yeah, isn't she's she? brilliant. Which is brilliant. Absolutely. So it's been a, a, a massive, massive team effort. Actually, it's been quite nice to have other people involved, hasn't oh, it? Oh, it's, it's lovely it's usually, I really enjoyed it. It's nice to do it together, but it's, um, it's hard work and it can be... Be a bit lonely so um it's nice to sort of have other people muck in with us and and i don't think i was honestly thinking like two days ago i wasn't i wasn't convinced at all that we would be ready for tuesday so yeah. tuesday is professional photography it's arguably the biggest day in getting any service accommodation mm. you get up and running because this that these photos that we end up with will be immortalized in stone they are the the thing that's going to sell this property yeah. to all of our guests so we need everything to be absolutely perfect now i do think there's going to be a few things going around you know behind the scenes there's i still think some the plumbers will be knocking around i think yeah and um and doing some bits and pieces but considering where we were with the plumbing just even ago. two weeks yeah a week ago i mean it was looking touch and go as to whether it would be ready at all. So yeah. um, it's all come together. Well, most of it has come together. Yeah. The Wi-Fi, funnily enough, of all of the things to not be ready. Because, like, Wi-Fi often can be something that people overlook. But we actually haven't in this instance. We, we had him there on the we, first day. We, have, we had him out. did he? First day? Yeah, we were down there. Jeff came down, scouted okay. it out. Well, I know it's super early and we have a team that do this, like you say. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't know if we just took our foot off the gas thinking that everything was happening behind the scenes. To be fair, it, it took a while for BT Openreach to sort of suss out what they needed to do in terms of putting in the new line. Anyway. And there was that complication that the line actually didn't come into our property. Well, that's that what I mean. It, it turned out it? that the, the, the bottom line is this, this hotel... Um, is basically the function of a title split in effect. And um, the the current owners that we're leasing from have um, pretty much split it in uh, on, on paper only. Yeah. So a lot of the services are still connected, including yeah. the Wi-Fi and that stuff that we're having to unpick and unravel, which has added a few complications. But going back to my original point, I really didn't think we'd be in the position that we are, which is ready for the 
fairies at Changing Spaces to oh, come in wait, on Monday afternoon and yeah. Tuesday to sprinkle their magic dust and um, bring in the additional furniture, stage, soft furnishings, photography. We so were, excited. We were going to have drone footage, but unfortunately we're in military airspace <laughs> down in Yeovil, so I don't think that's really yeah. an option, although that would have created a bit of uh, publicity. Yeah, yeah, no that. such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, so... Um, I, th- I think we're we're there or thereabouts, aren't we? There, there'll be a few bits that we have to work around, but um, yeah, I, even middle of this week, I, I didn't think we'd be no. where we are now. So that's fantastic. I am exhausted. I know you are too. I actually oh, feel yeah. a bit punch drunk. It's a bit like having a hangover, mm. but with none of the benefits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's all coming together. The kitchens are in and they look absolutely oh, they brilliant. Look I'm really, really pleased with the kitchens. They look as if they've always been there. They're perfectly in keeping. They're absolutely on point with our target market yeah i think elfin have done a really good job this is elfin kitchens they've sort of taken this sort of niche in the market haven't they and really you know i think they've appreciated that this is the good space to be in with covid and everything's happened and they they've made these very contemporary haven't they and they fit in really well they're they're super 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 effective they're just clever little units you know they've got you know the fridges in there we've got convection oven microwaves in there they've got good storage space and you know if you saw the utilization of space in some of the rooms it's just fantastic that you can have essentially self-catering facilities in a normal size hotel room um how much do they weigh each well, the base unit was about 200 kilograms, I think. kilograms, and we moved between us. You and I moved yeah. seven of them. Yeah, sub- one of them twice into one room, over yeah. a bed, over the other side. Couldn't believe that. <laughs> Looked at the box, it was in the wrong room. in the wrong room, <laughs> couldn't believe that. that was, and that we were particularly tired by that point. Yeah, we did that yeah. to prepare for uh, getting everything ready, didn't we? But um, we have had help, which has been great, and it's made a massive difference. Yeah. Um, the locks always locks a bane of my life so we're trying out some different smart locks we're looking at a new key for this one um to hook up with our um booking software and synchronize and i'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to work um it's been a bit of a process having to order them from abroad and we're getting charged customs now is that is that a brexit thing must be suddenly having to pay um a, a ransom it, was, it, was it feels like a ransom pounds. they turn up at the door and charge and try and say right i'm not giving you a parcel till you pay 600 quid yeah. uh, for customs so um that's been a bit of a yeah. process and then it turns out that the cylinders that we ordered are the wrong cylinders so we've had to reorder those so the only thing that won't feature at all in the photos actually that's not true the locksmith is going in on tuesday so he's there there today it it depends how quickly he can stay ahead of the photographers will be the smart locks but um we'll see we'll report back on on how well those work the big thing for me this week though was the signs you know you know i love it when the signs go in it's like putting our stamp on the building isn't it what do you think of them i think they look really good i love them i love the decals I think there was a miscommunication between you and I over Venetian versus decals. Um, well, we should have had more decals. Yeah, yeah. Um, there there, was, there are other windows that would have looked great, but it is what it is. Um, that's a separate space, really. Anyway, um, the, de- the decals we're talking about, by the way, we have like some frosted. Um, vinyl sort of film that goes over some of the ground floor windows and it has our gw gateway logo cut cut, out, cut into yeah. them and they just look fabulous um and yeah I'm, I'm really happy with the signs the the main street sign looks really good it's going to look great once it's lit mm-hmm. up and that just feels like 
your you know suddenly it's all yeah. come to life and you've put your stamp on it so that's really exciting so we've got a big week this week um but i think i think we're going to do it I've, i think we're going to do touch it wood. i, th- I yeah. think we are too touch wood monday shoot down again tomorrow handyman's going around doing some of the last minute bits i've got to beautify the outside so yeah, we've got those, the planters that are coming uh, from somebody you found on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, some planters, um, a few trips to the garden centre. We're going to just make that all look nice. Um, it's quite difficult because, you know, live plants, it's not easy to keep alive in an unmanned facility. So I'm having to find stuff that's pretty hard wearing. It's also very hard to keep them up. Um, keep being pinched. pinched in one of our Can you properties. That? Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, I what were you tra- saying earlier about being friendly in the north? God, we've got a property up here in the Midlands. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to cast aspersions on the community. Mm. But the number of times we've planted out the the sort of window box that's that's out the front of the property, and within 24 hours, someone's walked along and pinched and, and all the flowers. Well, out not of it. all of them. They were very selective. They left some, and then they took others. I tried to follow them. You know, follow the you trail of soil. The, the, the soil trail, yeah, and led mm. us off into a housing estate, but we didn't get any further. Yeah, that I mean some people anyway um yeah so i'm really looking forward to this week i think it's all going to come together we're also heading to the new forest show i don't i I don't want to give too many spoilers for next week's episode but that's uh, a big day for us well it's kind of like Part work, part social, isn't it? Yeah. Um, catching We're up with... look at suppliers as well, aren't yeah. we, for welcome packs? But let's things. face it, catch up with Kim and Lee. Yeah, I think there's going to be some hog roast action. I think there's going to be some chocolate brownie action. Ooh, chocolate I think tasting. there's going to be a lot of cider action. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a good day, and it's a massive day in the calendar of the New Forest, so we're looking forward to peddling. We, we haven't got a stand or anything this year, but certainly going to go kitted up and have yeah. some flyers and stuff like that. And Like you say, it's more about meeting some of the local suppliers mm. and seeing who we can link with isn't it yeah so that's exciting and then yeah. friday is the official i guess i don't want to call it launch because it's not actually available to book yet um because dalian and i have got some work to do to actually li- i just haven't had a moment trying to sort all this out to actually list it yeah. it's not ready i mean we can't do much without the photos yet anyway but um it's the official open day let's call it that yeah we're having sort of open house and you know inviting as many people that have been involved in the project so they can actually see how it's turning out um you know some sort of colleagues from net gain are popping down as well aren't yeah, they? So, yeah got a couple of net gain club that are local um that are gonna pop in i think so what do we think are we gonna put this out there on the podcast and are we gonna say we're gonna oh, we're God, gonna do, do an think, invite to all our do you podcast think it'll turn listeners. Turn into one of those things. What's it called? A flash mob. That's it. A yeah. flash mob. <laughs> a secret service <laughs> podcast flash mob. I think that's a bit ambitious. Um, if you are listening, if you're in the area on Friday, uh, feel free to pop in, come and say hi, um, come and have a look at, and and uh, see what we've been up to. You what are constitutes more than a flash mob. Just lots of people turning up. Yeah, but is it that more than ten? I don't know. I think if we get more than ten, I'd be happy. Yeah, this is true. So would I. I sent our team, well, specifically Danielle and Jenna, a WhatsApp message this week, a voice note, I don't know if I told you this, to thank them for all their their hard work behind the scenes because, you know, with us flat out down at Eaton House and pulling 16-hour shifts, it would be really, well, even more difficult to do that if we were having to sort of handle the front line of the business. So um, 
knowing it's in such safe hands, knowing that yeah. um, both Danielle and Jenna are so aptly handling all of the guest issues and booking issues and getting everybody booked in and invoiced and sorted is, is just such peace of mind, doesn't and it? And coordinating with like Kat up here and Kim and Lee down there, coordinating the whole team. Absolutely. Just yeah. making sure. I mean, Liz apparently helped out today with the Bowls Club. Yeah. Um, you the, know, it's just great. So yeah. big shout out to the team. Yeah. The bowls club. Do you want to explain? You, you no, like I know. I often throw no things in, and about. people don't know what I'm thinking about because clearly they haven't worked out how to read my mind. So there's a bowls competition, mm-hmm. isn't there? That takes place near the Madison, and uh, they book it out each year. And they to were stay. our first guest book because they actually came around to have were. a look uh, while we were just cleaning it and getting yeah. it ready for launch. And they said, "Oh, can we stay?" And uh, they, they, they are. Um, of, of the slightly more mature generation they have struggled a bit with our smart locks i think but again the team have aptly um handled that and i'm sure it's been a seamless process so yeah i, I think you know it's been fantastic having the team pulled together and this is really how it was designed to work mm. that, that that we get to work on the business rather than in the business and that benefits everybody because we're bringing new opportunities new projects and yeah. the whole thing grows and there's more work for everyone so um, that was really positive but however it does mean that we haven't heard much from Danielle this week we haven't really had a chance to catch mm. up with her properly so why don't we give Danielle a call and find out what she's got in store for us this week let's go okay let's play review roulette Hi, Danielle. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Good. Thanks. And yourself? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Really it's... good. In in the thick of it, as I, you know. I keep thinking it's Friday, but it's it not. It does feel it? like Friday. And we've it not does, anyway. We've not had our usual weekly catch up, Danielle, because as you know, we're right in we're in setup mode. So we're uh, we're in the thick of it down at Yeovil, um, setting up for hopefully launch day next week. So um, <laughs> so we haven't had much of a chance to catch up with you this week. So what's been going on? Have you had a good week? Yeah, been a, a strangely quiet week actually. In a way, not obviously bookings wise, just communication wise. Which touch wood is obviously it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> not going to lie. You're not complaining, I'm sure, because we've no. been pretty busy. So it's not like um, yeah, we've not had people in. But is it um, our new communication system that's making well, that, things so seamless for you. That has been working, right? That that's our it new has. our new comms line seems to have worked. Yes, it definitely has, because previously we had numerous calls to the same number and then they just keep calling and calling and I keep getting the messages before I can even answer them. So yeah. this time around, it seems like it's redirecting to WhatsApp, which we want, and then we can easily help them out quickly as well. That's good. I, I think this is one of our golden nuggets, actually, because yes. we've gone around the houses, haven't we, trying to get this sorted? and with our number that went to the call direct service, which worked well and achieved what we wanted it to achieve at a price of £1.50 per call. No, it's more than that, I think. Was it? Yeah, it was more than that. It was costing us a fortune. Um, and it was obviously, calls and sales calls and everything, wasn't it? Every that time was the thing. The, the longer up. you've got the number, the more that number is out there in the ether and we were getting sort of sales calls and, yeah, it was it was costing us a small fortune with the number of units that we're now operating. And bizarrely, what we've actually done is simplify yeah. um, our communications quite a bit and we're now using some a sort of off off the shelf app that that uh, intercepts phone calls uh, with a voice greeting and it transcribes the voicemails mm. to text. But most importantly, it lets them know where they can direct their inquiry if they've got a more urgent 
need for something which has worked a lot better, hasn't it? Yeah, it has definitely. And I think it takes the frustration out for some people as well when obviously some people's urgency is not really that urgent anyway, but when they call someone and they can't help them straight away. So now I feel like if we redirect them to WhatsApp, they can at least either give me a call or just message straight away and then I'll answer. So, yeah. Well, that's the funny thing, isn't it? That basically we've, in our voice greeting, we make it clear that if their inquiry is urgent, that they should send a WhatsApp through to the WhatsApp number. And by what you've been saying, everyone is now WhatsApping. So clearly everybody's inquiry is incredibly urgent. urgent. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, exactly. It's like, oh, we've, we're checking in over the weekend or something like that. We haven't had any codes, which by the way they have. Obviously, yeah. we all know that. But yeah, like you say, everything's urgent at this point. But it's all right. At least then I can filter through WhatsApp only and don't have to go through endless messages that like say probably 70 percent of the previous system was either spam calls or yeah Yeah. either which way that it's just not important so yeah Yeah. this makes it easier yeah good well i think we streamline communications and at the same time we've saved ourselves uh, a few pounds which is no bad thing in the current climate so that's that's definitely the win for the week (laughs) yeah absolutely so what have you got for us this week then have you got uh we we haven't um sort of kept an eye on review much we've been we've been pretty busy so um yeah I, I i would be surprised if what you've got for us today is uh is one we've seen before so what have you got lined up so you obviously know this i think it's come up previously as well but it's in the area it's in castle donnington this one okay. um and it's just it's very simple but it's through booking.com and he's just put a one-liner saying airport is really loud triple glazing <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't bumped us down too much, but as well, that was enough to give him a seven out of ten for their stay. Um, which he, I want to say, if you book a property close to the airport, you are probably going to hear the the airplane. <laughs> and the name is actual really Castle Donnington Airport, isn't it? It's in the village of Castle Donnington. What, what? You're not going to get much closer to an airport. I don't know why this chap had booked to stay. What really gets me is when people actually, and we have had this, have have acknowledged the fact that they're staying because of the proximity to the airport and then they complain about the noise of the planes it, it never ceases to amaze me that one okay. um, this is a strange one like you say it's like going to london or something and booking a, a airport close to heathrow and saying oh, i didn't get any sleep because of the planes it's just yeah. ridiculous what some people may not know is that in areas close to airports you can actually get grants um for triple glazing so um you can actually uh, there are sort of grant schemes uh due to the noise pollution and everything else where you can access uh, sort of upgrades to your windows but unfortunately you can only do it um it essentially once per property um uh, so um quite often we're finding that that grant has already been used and whether or not um the 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 window kind of coverings that they used are still in place and still functional you know that that's the issue isn't it yeah, yeah. um but yeah that's that's always that always makes us chuckle and it's a bit frustrating because seven out of ten actually is a pretty low low yeah. score really yeah um, for uh for a booking.com rating so um yeah, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna turn this section of the podcast into another rant about booking.com and its um <laughs> its systems because uh I'm sure we'll be covering that elsewhere in the podcast at the moment. But. Yeah. Yeah. So like I say, we, we could probably go on and on definitely on on my side and on your side, two different sides of booking.com. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So what else have you got for us? 
Okay, so this is um, this. Strangely enough, like I say, because it was I don't know quite um, quiet on the comms. People haven't re reviewed much, or the reviews that came through in a good way is really good, and uh, okay. some of them don't leave a comment. But this one specifically is for the coach house where we were obviously not too long yep. ago as well. Um, the a person or the guest just said bliss lovely house location is handy for what we were there for quiet serene and beautiful thank you and then just one negative comment she said absolutely nothing perfect as is okay. oh i love that I, we should send that one to lucy because yeah, that's that what definitely. i mean lucy you know we say lucy always goes over and above um for her uh giving the guests the best possible experience do you want to explain who lucy is oh i do apologize i've left lucy's the landlord of the coach house sorry um but lucy is just wonderful isn't she she goes over and above uh, i think we mentioned it last week didn't we yeah. um about our stay there and um yeah this is a really nice one for her she'll like that yeah yeah which good. and i think it will make it because as you can remember, um, she had like a, quite a handful of a guest just <gasps> uh, previously to this one. So mm. I think she would definitely like this positive review. Oh, this was the lovely. guest with the car charger. Yes. Yeah. Did we talk about that one on the podcast? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So we had a guest who requested, um, uh, well, not requested, the listing um, makes it clear that the coach house has um, an option to charge an electric vehicle. Now, it doesn't have a full EV charging point as such. It has a mains connection that they can use in order to charge the vehicle. And it's not easy to make that definition on Airbnb, yeah. is it? And there was some confusion, but um which we can we we can look at and 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 see how we can make that even clearer within the constraints of of what we can do on the listing but it was the way that he handled himself and conducted himself and um somehow managed to um get wind of the fact that the owner of the property actually lived next door and went banging on the door and was quite aggressive and intimidating mm -hmm. wasn't he yeah he was and as per your instructions i did message airbnb I made it clear to say, please don't message the guests, but I just wanted to make them aware of the situation because obviously we are the managing side of the of the property. So it's supposed to fall on us. They're not supposed to turn up at the owner's doorstep yeah. and threaten them in a way. Yeah. So we wanted to make it clear to Airbnb that this was the guest and he was kind of, like say, really aggressive um, from the beginning, from the get-go. And they were actually really supportive. They said, we know um the situation and we won't message the guests guests at this point if anything comes up but please let us know so in that sense really good well did, did we know how he managed to find out was he just no, chancing his luck we don't know she we said don't. she thinks he might have asked the neighbors or something but i don't know um, he maybe just chanced yeah. it well the, that's exactly the reason i recommended that you do that and and you know that's really good habit to get into i think when we have any concerns any nagging little feelings that we're going to get a particular issue or or we've had we feel like something is brewing with a guest it's a good idea where possible to head that off with the otas like airbnb well airbnb in particular you can have a bit more of a conversation with booking.com less so um but to head that off early with them to almost like prepare them so that if the guest tries to escalate things mm. and it becomes clear that they're trying to get leverage to get a refund or something else like that then we've made contact with airbnb early we've explained the issue and quite often it's much easier then to get them on side than if we wait for the guest 
to make some sort of official complaint or mm. or request for remuneration yeah. to Airbnb. And then we come across as defensive because we're saying, no, we did this, we did that. So it sounds it like sense. that was yeah. a good thing to do. Yeah, it was. And we haven't um, heard anything of it again. Uh, Lucy was quite, uh, obviously, she went again uh, above and beyond to try and just meet the needs of the guests to try and obviously have them, let them have a great stay, which I'm sure they did. He was just one of those unfortunately but we haven't heard anything again so hopefully that's just settled yeah no that's really good so that was a lovely review of the coke house it is a stunning property it's always nice when the properties and our service lands with people and and it's not these reviews you know is a combination of property and service That, that that's the important thing it's not just about the property obviously if you've got a stunning location that's one thing but so many of the reviews they you know they they talk they comment they mention specifically the support they've got from yourself and the support they've got from the rest of the team yeah. so airbnb in particular that the reviews are essentially of the host you know and and that's why and i've had this um come up with a couple of coaching clients this week that's why that if you if you ever want to take on a pre-existing holiday let property that's already listed on airbnb they won't let you transfer that listing you have to set it up completely separately because basically guests are reviewing the host and not the property and the reason i bring that up is because that's a hot topic for us at the moment in terms of how to handle that with new management clients because some management clients are coming to us who have already got their property on airbnb they've got reviews associated with that and they don't want to lose those but they we can't transfer that over to us and it just becomes a bit of a, a logistical nightmare yeah. for you for example to have to log into multiple airbnb accounts to manage all these properties for different landlords um and it's not always easy to um help a landlord understand mm. why we need to do that and and mm. ideally we need to have it under our own airbnb account but that's yeah, why exactly. yeah 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 Brilliant. Okay. Well, they're, they're, they're too, well, a frustrating review, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's one of those things. It's some, some of the reviews just make you chuckle, don't they? Cause you, you, you sort is. of, you throw your arms up in the air and go, what more can you do? You know, you've got a lovely yeah. property in a great location for anybody that wants to be near to the airport. So if you get complaints about the planes, it's, you know, um, we'll have fun replying to that review, put it that way, because part of the art of this, right, is going in, you know, I like to reply to the reviews, um, is is go in and actually reply to the review, not not in a, uh, a defensive way, because what we always have to remember is that when we reply to these reviews, we're replying essentially for everybody else that is reading that um, to future guests, not to that current guest. This isn't about getting into a, a row, but sometimes it's mm-hmm. quite fun to to play with them a little bit and, and highlight maybe where some of their, their reviews were slightly ridiculous. Just write things, not for any complaint, but just to, you know, write it. I don't know why. Yeah, like the sound of their own voice, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, just maybe. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it does have an impact. We're a family-run business. A lot of operators are family-run businesses. And, um, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe a lot of people are a little bit flippant when they leave reviews and they yeah, don't think don't, about the yeah. impact that it I actually think that's what potentially I was going to say. has. Yeah, they, they don't realise that this will then be a public-facing comment and, like you say, an impact on future guests. And they just, you know, feel like they've got to put their two penny worth in. You know when a guest yeah. gets it because – 
they will leave you private feedback and they'll quite often say, look, I didn't want to put this in a public mm. view. And being an operator myself, if we ever stay in an Airbnb or anything like that and we have a comment to make, I'll always send it privately to the host and I'll make it like, I don't want to put this in a review. I just want to give you this private mm. feedback. And at least that shows a level of empathy for you know, the impact that reviews have on our business. Um, and if it's something that we can easily solve, it doesn't necessarily just need to be kept quiet and then suddenly announced to the public on a review. That's yeah. really frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, but some do get it, but others, especially on specific platforms that we won't mention again, <laughs> yeah. they definitely don't. They just go full out without thinking about any repercussions. So that's the yeah. annoying bit. And also I was thinking, sorry, I've changed the subject here, but I've been thinking about the guests we kind of get, seasonal guests. And I'm thinking probably the guests we get over the summer are the ones that ask the more questions. Because mm-hmm. I see a few little threads and I think, well, that's a bit obvious. But I think, I, I you know, it's, it's one perhaps flagging up with Jenna as well, isn't it? The fact that, you know, during the summer we get guests that don't very often use Airbnb. They don't travel for work. They don't do that. So they don't really get the process of, how airbnbbooking.com work so i've seen the couple pop up saying oh when am i going to get my guest details or oh, i'm traveling on the this date and when am i going to get yeah, this when am i going to get that week. quite needy i think quite needy yeah. I and think I think that I think, is typical of the leisure market. Yeah. I think that's, you know, was it episode three? <laughs> we talked about the summer crazies, I think. Yeah. Was that yeah. back in episode three? So, um, yeah, I think that is typical of the leisure market. The longer kind of working stays, they just want hassle-free, turn up, let themselves in. They yeah. just want the Wi-Fi to be working, the heating to be working, and essentially yeah, they're happy, yeah. you know, it's yeah. essentially that. Yeah, and I mean, I've been working with you guys for a bit now, but obviously I'm not that familiar with in my own way of service accommodation. But the thing yeah. is that I don't know how many um, hosts still actually turn up and have the key ready for you when it gets yeah. arrived. So it is strange that every comment we get, or not comment, but pre- prior to them um, turning yeah. up, is asking, will you be meeting me there with the key? And I feel like... Yeah. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the, these old style leisure guests. I think. I think it, yeah, in certain areas of the country, you know, where perhaps you know they're they're sort of lifestyle businesses where the owner lives fairly locally. They just happen to have I don't know inherited a property or got an annex in their garden yeah. or something like that, and they do turn up to to let them in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine there still is an element of that. Um, but obviously, yeah, we're we're, we're scaling a, a much larger organisation mm-hmm. than that. So, and and our working stays would largely prefer that you know they don't want to meet someone at the yeah. property they don't want to have to coordinate yeah. with an owner to pick up the keys they just want to turn up get the keys and let themselves yeah. in so yeah. i think it's just the fact that there's a slightly different demographic coming in over the next few weeks mm. and then come september it'll all switch back into the sort of normal routine yeah. again yeah definitely just tagging on that working stays for instance because we had one of the jenna's properties at the moment ask on booking.com if they can check in because his flight arrives quite late um, yeah. this evening at Castle Donington and he said that they said he might check in um, at midnight to one yeah. o'clock tomorrow morning so yeah. see that's obviously you won't expect someone to be there with the key no. so that's where they just appreciate it being a remote check-in yeah. they can yeah. turn up whenever exactly. they can without hassle yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's good. Perfect. Thank you so much, Danielle. As always, we'll leave you. So Danielle's had a new arrival, all the all the listeners. She's um uh, <laughs> is she sleeping on your feet at the moment, I think, isn't she? Yeah, I'll just make it clear that it's a puppy and not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, she is. I timed it right for the podcast. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to record this episode. So she's sleeping at the moment, but give it about half an hour and then she'll terrorise me what, again. What's her name again? Her name's Myra. 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 So we've got Myra with Danielle. We've got Will Wilson with Kim. Yeah. What What's uh, Jenna's dogs called? Uh, Bruce and Betty. Bruce, and, Bruce Betsy. and Betsy. And then we've got Basil. Bruce, Betsy and Basil. That's got a ring. Yeah, we've got the mm-hmm. bees. Yeah, cool. Okay, have a puppy meetup, you know. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Thank you, Danielle. Thank as you. always. All right. Thank Enjoy you. So Enjoy the rest of your easy. weekend. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Just thinking about our response to that first review again, because I it struck me as as I've been thinking about it that. We we were pretty chilled about that. That yeah. I mean, it's such a bizarre, and it does come up. It comes up quite yeah. quite regularly that people make comment about the noise of the planes, knowing full well you'd assume they know full uh, well no, that I've they book near an airport. This. I I now know what this is. I think I've worked out what this is. I used to live near Heathrow, and planes stop at eleven o'clock at night, and you assume that every airport's like that. However, um, East Midlands Airport is, I think, the only freight freight. UK one that runs through the night. So I think that's what it... And and also, they do tend to have the the larger planes go over at night, don't they? And they Mm. are quite loud and... The big, they, they, they rattle the houses, don't they? So so I think I think about that too. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah, okay, fair enough. It just seems bizarre, doesn't it? It seems slightly ironic. um, But I just it struck me that we really sort of took that review in our stride. And I think the reason that we did that um, partly is because I think we've become a lot better. You do get a lot better. If anyone is listening to this that is new to this game, you, you you learn to take your emotions out of it usually yeah it does take a while though so please don't worry that if you haven't because yeah i think when it's things outside of your control you get to you know sometimes you just have to just have to smile and you know what we can do is we can come back and we can turn it into a positive by replying to the review in a way that adds value to future guests etc but sometimes i think you just learn to detach yourself from it and not get too heads up i think it also helps having scale i think when you've got multiple units i think it's a lot easier to sort of not get too hung up on on each individual one whereas when it's your first one and you know you are quite beholden to the reviews because that is what is going to make your listing that much more visible on the otas that's when we tend to attach more emotion to it i think isn't it do you do you have a do you have like a favorite property not not a favorite but do you have a property that you you feel more emotionally invested in than others and you find you, you react to the reviews more me or the listeners you me oh man the listeners can't reply it's a podcast yeah i know but they could send us a little voice note so if you do then you know send us a little voice no, note you i'm interested in whether you have a a, a property that you like your favorite your oh, baby. It's, it's got to be little it's got to be milford on sea and meadowcott really hasn't it i mean you know that was just um almost you know we you know sort of where our journey is if you like we're looking to perhaps move down south and you know milford on sea the house we've got down there was going to be our foothold into the market down there because obviously we're based in the midlands and you know if you watch the property market you know very much that you know properties down in the south tend to rise a lot quicker and they certainly did didn't they with covid we got in just in time because milford on sea is 
you know, on the coast, it, it did see a boom. So we were very fortunate to get in when we did. So, you know, Medicot for me is, is almost a taste of home. Um, and obviously, I, I, you know, I do say that Kim and her team do a fabulous job. So it just feels like our home and that no one else stays there. But I think when we... But it's also, a, it's been a great business. Oh, it has. It? It's been fab. And, you know, I've just got such a lot of memories attached to that property, even in the two years that we've 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 run it, you know, staying down there with no water and, you know, actually staying in um, Eaton House was actually luxury compared to when we stayed at Meadowcott and your mum doing the garden, you know, and, and washing her hair outside. That's a low <laughs> point. When you have your mother come round to help and she has to wash her hair in a bucket outside because you haven't got any running water. In October. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so I think probably so Meadowcott. What about you? Me? Um I would never be so unprofessional as to say that I have a favourite property, <laughs> particularly when we manage on behalf of other landlords, Caroline. I think that's highly unprofessional for you to say that. Oops. I walked you into that one, didn't you I? You did. Yeah, I went in. No, yeah. I know what you mean. I think, I think, yeah, Medicot is, is always going to be close to our hearts. Um, and I think anything that you've you put heart and soul in to and, – and I do – you know, I joked about um, – having properties that we manage but well, i love some of that i mean i love the coach house and oh absolutely in, and i can't London. wait to go to um, St. peter street um, yeah. we must do that the christmas market no. have you actually yeah we definitely you've not even been to winchester so we definitely yeah. need to uh, to yeah. check that out yeah. so but yeah i mean there's always going to be some that are a little bit closer to your heart but going back to my point we do you do get better usually at taking the emotions mm. out of it and um you know if if it's something you can't control at the end of the day there's no point wasting too much mental headspace on it yeah yeah we try that don't we booking.com where are we up to well after my last conversation i actually think i had to detach myself from it because i got quite upset when i was talking to them you got very upset and um, it was very upsetting. It's, it's, I, I, well, I think you've been very upset. I've been, I get angry. It's, it's really difficult, isn't it? Like we mustn't have a victim mentality about this stuff. Um, at the end of the day, it's not personal and we have to focus on what we can control, but it does wind me up that big organizations like this, it blows my mind actually that a, an organization like booking.com can have such a dominant um, market share and be so, unbelievably bad at supporting hosts oh, and, yeah, and i guess I the think only, that's the thing isn't it the only encouragement i've taken from from this week has been to see how many other people mm. are in the same boat now it does seem that everybody's been caught up in this 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 maintenance to their system i'm doing speech quotes in the air with my fingers as you won't be able to see that um but ours predates that we're we're, we're owed money that dates back to earlier this year as we said and um it's i guess it's encouraging in a way to see other people in the same boat but it's just so frustrating frustrating that, that that they can be so blase uh, and, and, yeah. and bully hosts into I think know. the thing that I found frustrating was that you know and I have to say the people we spoke with it wasn't their fault and I, I you know and I do understand that and you know I do feel for these people because quite often well, they by have the a script, time they have a script and I think quite often you know, by the time you get through to them, they are probably dealing with very frustrated people. So, you know, I, I think they do an incredible job. But I think booking.com, the way the structure is that you reach this particular person and they cannot do anything else. They they cannot pass you on to anybody. And it's that frustration because you feel like you 
reached a complete dead end and you actually don't know where else to go. Well, the thing is, we're small fry. Um, you know, we're a reasonable size operator and there are much bigger operators than us that are mm. small fry when it comes to booking.com. And I think that ultimately is... Um, is reflected in their customer care, mm. unfortunately. Anyway, we've had enough of a rant yeah, over the last two done. episodes. Well, we, th- we think it is. They're That's showing right. as paid. Um, it does take a while from showing on the system as paid out to then actually being received in bank. It, takes, it can take up to 10 days to clear. Um, so we haven't actually seen the funds in the bank yet. Um, the only thing that's finally putting a smile on my face, which I'm trying not to feel like that, because this is this is our money that we we have a, yeah. a, you know uh, earned, and and these are bookings that we have uh, fulfilled in good faith. It's, it's funds that are rightfully ours. Mm. However, they we are due a monumental payout now. I, I, I was adding it up quickly, wasn't I? Before <laughs> yeah. we jumped on the podcast, and you know we're, we're talking. We think we're knocking on 30K, don't we? And you can imagine the cash flow dent that that creates, particularly (laughs) when we are at the tail end of a project like this, when we're always all in anyway and investing in in a property. So um, it's been a particularly stressful time. We do think funds are on their way. I don't feel much of a victory because to be honest all that the 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 customer support have done at booking.com is kick the can down the road until it's coincided with when they were reconciling Mm. payments anyway for everybody after this maintenance so i don't think we've been successful in getting special treatment if you like um to to solve despite the fact they did acknowledge that it had nothing to do with the maintenance i have cancelled my direct debits our direct debits on all of our properties um how long i'll be able to hold that off you know i i feel like you know part of me thinks look this has only ever been about getting the money that's due to us and let's crack on and run our business there is that stubborn part of me that still wants to dig my heels in and say well i'm not paying you any commission (laughs) until we've recouped costs we've recouped damages we've recouped um uh, you know the stress that, that it's caused but um it's just time, isn't it, to dedicate to something like that. And at the end of the day, like I said, we, sh- we mustn't have a victim mentality to these things. We need to move on. We need to crack on with one yeah, of our business. I think it just coincided with a very stressful time anyway. And had it been, you know, not at the end of a project, sort of midway through a project, I think it wouldn't have felt quite so bad. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you're saying. 30K is a big dent at yeah. any time of the year, though. Um, you know, and it's, um, yeah, it, it's obviously spread across a large portfolio, but still. Anyway, we job think done. we think job done. We think that we can draw a line under that now, hopefully. Mm. Um, we shall see. I don't want to count my chickens until yeah. the money's in the bank. You can tell I don't want to count my chickens yeah, really. until the money's in the bank. And then hopefully that will right the ship a little bit and we can we can sew up Eaton House and, and then uh, we'll be all square going into the summer, which would be really, really nice. Thank you so much for listening. That's a wrap for episode 10. We're into double figures. For everyone that has been tuning in from the beginning, we really appreciate it. Send us a DM or a voice note to get in touch at Secret Service Podcast on Instagram. If you're new to the podcast, you've got quite a bit to catch up on already. Make sure that you like and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Okay. That's the admin done. Caroline, cliffhangers, please. Okay, cliffhanger number one. Will we get all our ducks in a row just in time for the Changing Spaces Fairies to work their magic at Eaton House this week? 
And will we manage to convince any local celebrities to show up for the Open Day? Okay, I'm going to jump in for the second one. Cliffhanger number two, will myself and Danielle find some time somewhere to actually list the bloody thing and hook it up to our systems so that we don't end up with a very pretty property and nowhere to book it? (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Catch you you next week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Okay. That's actually quite a good one.